how are you feeling about this year? On the world stage, it's been challenging and difficult for sure. But what about what happened in your life and work? When you look back on it, is it one you want to remember or forget? What worked out for you? What have you learned? Whatever you experienced this year, nothing should be overlooked or forgotten before you get a chance to review and evaluate it. Or you could end up making the same mistakes or forgetting what has made your success happen or brought good things into your life. Now, there is one thing in particular you need to practice if you want to go into the new year happier and mentally healthier, so you can hit the ground running to make it the best year yet. Want to know what that is? Then let's dive into this episode. I'm Nicola O'Hara, and I made the leap from a successful corporate career as a leader in learning, development and recruitment to launch my dream business and haven't looked back. Every week, we'll bring you step-by-step strategies, essential knowledge and tools, and share inspirational stories and practical tips so you are ready to take your leap to a career and life you love. This is the Powering Your Passion podcast. Hello and welcome to this last Powering Your Passion podcast episode of the year. In a few days, it'll be a whole fresh new year which I always love. It's like when you're a child at school, turning over to a clean page in your copybook. A page where, however messy you've been on the previous page, this one you're going to get just right. You can write anything you want, however you want. It's a completely fresh start. But because it's all shiny and new, it can be tempting to start looking forward to all that we're going to start in January and accomplish in the year ahead to forget about all that's passed in this year and move forward into what we hope will be the best year yet. But before we do, I've come to realise it's really important first to reflect on the year that's just passed, what we've achieved, what we've learned, and the help we've had from others, and all the goals we've hit. That's why I sit down every year at this time to really reflect on the past 12 months before doing my planning for the year ahead. In fact, I'm going to be doing this tomorrow. So what I do is find a comfy spot on the sofa or on my bed or somewhere comfy, usually with a hot chocolate and a blanket, and I curl up there with a notebook and pen. I also have my phone handy, so I have the calendar and the photos to help me look back on the year. The point of being away from the desk is that this isn't work. I think about personal life stuff too. This is a time for reflection, to think back on the year and all my experiences, good and bad. Remember, the best predictor of future performance is past performance, meaning that you are most likely going to perform in the same way again over and over unless you break the cycle. And the only way to do that is to reflect on what you've done and make a change if needed. So I have a five-step method I use to help me review everything. I find the method really good for dealing with regrets, but also for reminding myself of what also went well. As humans, we focus on the negative a lot, what didn't go right, and tend to forget about the stuff we do achieve. So sitting down to reflect is really good to do before going into a fresh year. Then I really feel I've wiped the slate clean and can start on my planning for the year ahead without having any lingering doubts or regrets. If this is something you would like to do, then check out episode 31, The One Thing You Must Do Before Celebrating the New Year, where I take you through each step in detail. I'll put a link to that episode in the show notes. So the one thing I'm focusing on doing my review this year is practicing being grateful and thankful for the people in my life and the experiences I've had this year. 
let's face it, we can all be a bit more grateful for what we already have. When you aspire for more and have ambitions in life, it can be so easy to fall into the trap of dissatisfaction with the here and now because you don't have everything you want yet. This podcast is all about going for the life you want and enjoying making money out of doing something you're really passionate about. It's aspirational and by nature forward thinking, encouraging you to always keep pushing for the working life you deserve. But that can mean you are so focused on your plan and goals that you forget to appreciate what you have right now. Just because one part of your life is not great, that doesn't mean you haven't got lots of other things in your life to be grateful for. And it's those things that will sustain you as you work towards your escape from your day job. If you don't learn how to be grateful for what you have and what's important to you, you may not be able to sustain the work it will take to get you to your goals, which can then lead to unhappiness and burnout. So gratitude and being thankful is a great way to remain happy and content while still aspiring for your goals. But it's easier said than done. When we hear about practicing gratitude, it can seem a bit fluffy, not serious, simplistic, cliche, and dare I say it, a bit cheesy. But the research is there. If you Google gratitude, there are not only lots of articles talking about how great it is from lay people, but evidence of solid research that proves that being grateful and thankful for what you have already have will make you happier and more fulfilled. According to Harvard Medical School, in positive psychology research, gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. Gratitude helps people feel more positive emotions, relish good experiences, improve their health, deal with adversity and build strong relationships. Today, just before I came here to record this episode, I was having a coffee and caught a few minutes of morning TV and heard an extraordinary story that I just had to share with you. So this wasn't on my notes to include in this episode, but it just fits what I'm talking about. So you'll see what I mean. So this amazing woman, Sarah Delagarde, was heading home from work on the Northern Line Tube in London. So she discovered she missed her stop, and so she got off the train and ran over to the train on the opposite platform to take her back towards her home stop. And as she approached the other Tube train, she slipped and fell under the train. She called for help, but no one heard her. And then she was run over by not one, but two tube trains. Her arm and leg were crushed before she was finally heard and emergency services came. Unfortunately, her arm and leg had to be amputated and then she had to recover and go into rehab. So so today she was being interviewed on this show just three months after her accident. And the host asked her how she coped at the moment of the accident. And she said, well, she'd climbed Kilimanjaro a few weeks earlier And having done that, there was no way she was going to die now. She focused on keeping calm and staying alive. But what struck me about her was there was no talk about what she lost, just all the things she now wants to do. She's very focused on getting a bionic arm and a better prosthetic leg to get back to work, to get back to normal life. She said that life is so precious, it's important not to sweat the small stuff and to make the most of your life. She was so resilient and positive about life in the face of adversity I just felt I had to add it in to this podcast because it's such a great example of how being grateful and thankful for what you have and not focusing on what you've lost or don't have yet that can get you through difficult times and spur you on to do even more in your life. So as I said before, in my annual review this time, I'm planning on putting more emphasis on being grateful. I'm someone who is always looking to the future. I love planning and working towards my goals. Even though I've left the frustration and unfulfillment of my corporate job behind, 
I still have goals and things I want to achieve and want my clients to achieve. And that's all great, but sometimes it can stop me from appreciating what I have already achieved and I downplay things that are actually quite a big deal. Once I achieve a goal, it's on to the next one without giving me time to say well done to myself. That doesn't mean I should have a party every time I send an email out or create a podcast episode, but bigger things definitely should be noted and celebrated. I also have some great people in my life and things that have happened that I probably haven't really been grateful enough for. Robert Emmons, the professor of psychology at the University of California and one of the world's leading experts on the science of gratitude, defines gratitude as having two parts. The first is an affirmation of goodness. People can learn to wake up to the good around them and notice that the gifts they've received. The second part of gratitude is recognising the source of much of this goodness rests outside of yourself. That we receive these gifts from other people and sometimes from a higher power, fate or the natural world. In other words, gratitude helps people realise that they wouldn't be where they are without the help of others, situations or events. But I know sometimes it can be hard to find anything to be grateful for, particularly if you're not where you want to be in your life and you're frustrated with your lack of progress or setbacks. It can sometimes feel that everything is against you, but really what you need is a change of perspective. So every year it's traditional in my family to watch all those classic Hollywood Christmas movies like White Christmas, Christmas Carol, Meet Me in St. Louis and Miracle on 34th Street. But by far my favourite is It's a Wonderful Life. It's a classic. Whatever mood I'm in, it never fails to get me thinking about what I'm grateful for in my life and what riches I really have right now, whatever is in my bank account. If you've not seen the movie, well, first up, where have you been? I'm going to have to give you a quick synopsis, hopefully not spoiling it too much if you do want to see it, because then the exercise afterwards won't really make sense if you don't know what the story's about. (laughs) Okay, so... Apologies if you already know the story, but if you don't, then here you go. So George Bailey is a happy, kind and caring guy who constantly has his dreams thwarted because he's always looking out for friends and family. George was ambitious, he had big plans and in particular wants to travel to exotic places and build big things like skyscrapers and airstrips. And just when it seems he's about to get started on making his dreams come true, some crisis happens that means he has to delay his plans to help others. And after every setback, you can see George get more despondent and frustrated. Now, after a lot of things going wrong for him, I'm not going to tell you exactly what they are. You'll have to watch the movie. He's left in debt and with a warrant for his arrest on a Christmas Eve. And everything gets on top of him and he decides to commit suicide. Just before he leaps from bridge, his guardian angel, Clarence, jumps into the river and pretends he's drowning. So being a caring guy, George saves Clarence, who then tries to talk George out of killing himself. When George says he wishes he'd never been born, Clarence, through his angelic powers, grants his wish and shows him what his family in town would have been like if he'd never existed. Now, as you expect in this kind of movie, a world without George Bailey is not a happy one. There are people who died or went to jail because he was not there to save them. His wife never married, his kids don't exist, and a tyrant is running the town which he could have prevented. This all leads George to realise that his life has meant a lot to a lot of people and he begs to live again. His wish is granted and he rushes joyously through the streets yelling Merry Christmas to everybody. It's a very happy moment. All his friends rally around to pay off his debts and his arrest warrant is torn up. At the end, George finds a copy of a book with the inscription, Dear George, remember no man is a failure who has friends. 
P.S. Thanks for the wings. Love, Clarence. It always leaves you with a really warm and fuzzy feeling as you think about your own loved ones and what you already have in life. I have to say, though, I do feel for George Bailey. He had big dreams and passions he wanted to pursue, but always put others first and sacrificed his own goals to make sure that others succeeded. We don't know what happens after the end of the movie, but I secretly hope he was able to travel to Europe like he wanted at some time, or maybe he did get to build some exciting buildings at some point. Just because he learned to appreciate what he had, that he already had made a huge impact in the world and was rich with love of friends and family, doesn't mean he may have stopped having dreams and ambitions. What he did gain was perspective. He gained contentment and an appreciation for what he already have, so he wasn't looking back on his life with regret anymore. He's done a huge amount in his life already, whatever the future may hold. So if you want to find ways to be grateful for situations, events and people that have populated the last year for you, you need to try the George Bailey technique. Yes, it's actually a thing. But the George Bailey technique isn't what you think it would be. I thought it would be imagining you had not been born like George experienced. But it isn't that. It would be quite hard to do when you think about it. And we probably wouldn't realise the impact we've had on others without a kindly angel telling us. So the idea of this technique is to help you feel grateful for the people around you or the situations you've been in or things you've done in the past. Many of us find it too easy to take positive aspects of our life for granted, particularly as time goes on. So this practice helps counter this tendency and helps us gain a greater appreciation for the good things in our life. So if you're thinking, I have nothing to be grateful for this year, try this method out. Okay, so first, take a moment and reflect on one person, opportunity or experience in your life this year that brought you happiness or joy. Pause for a brief time and whatever feelings arise when you think about this part of your life and notice what comes up. Then think back to when and under what circumstances this good thing first entered your life and write that down. Next, write down all the various ways in which this personal experience may never have come into your life in the first place. Expand your thinking and reflect further on all the events and decisions from the seemingly tiny to the more significant ones that could have happened differently that would have prevented you from meeting that person, having that experience, being in that situation, whatever the positive thing was that you experienced. Write down some of your thoughts. Then imagine what your life would be like today if it had not been for this good fortune had this person or opportunity not entered your life. Reflect on the joys and the feelings of happiness. Connect that source of gratitude and how this will be missing from your life if it were absence. And write some of these down. Finally, bring yourself back to the here and now and remind yourself that this person, opportunity or experience is in fact a part of your life. Allow yourself to feel a deep sense of thankfulness and gratitude for their presence and take a moment to savour how this life is better because of it. Then write down your thoughts at that moment. So let me give you an example from my life. So on a course a couple of years ago, I met a group of fantastic entrepreneurs who are not only now my business mentors and peers, but also have become amazing friends. And they're a big part of my life in the the past year. I've learned so much for them and they've enriched my life in so many ways. So if I think about a world where I had not done that course, where I decided it was just too much to spend or I'd leave to the following year, there is so much I would have lost. I remember really agonising about whether to take that course. It was quite a bit of money at the time. and I was really not sure if I needed to do it just yet. It was really a split second decision that made me hit pay on it. I just had this instinct that it was the right thing to do. And look, there is no other way to have met these people in any other way. So the course was totally worth it. 
I would not ever regret signing up if I could go back. Sometimes, just like in A Wonderful Life, your actions have a ripple effect, which leads to good things for yourself and for others that you can't always see immediately. So now you give it a go. You'll be surprised how abundant you actually are in your life. You could even go a step further and send a message to friends who've helped you or are great supports in your life to thank them for being there with you this year. That is sure to put a smile on their faces. If that's not your thing, then in your head, silently thank them or thank other circumstances or events that have brought you happiness in your life this year. The bottom line is all our experiences in life, whether they are good or bad, make us who we are. They have meaning and we can either appreciate and celebrate those that are good or learn from those who have not gone to plan. They are never a waste, but it's important to be grateful for what we do have. By doing this, you can go into next year happy and mentally healthier and ready to make it the best year yet. Now, before I sign off, I just wanted to say one thing, and that's I'm very grateful and thankful for you. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you're a regular listener, thank you for being part of my world this year. Every time I put out a podcast, I just hope that it can help one person, that one person will take action and start changing their life. I'm so grateful when that happens. And I hope that person is you. If not now, then next year. You deserve it. So enjoy the New Year celebrations and I'll be with you with another episode next year. If you want a reminder of the key points, as always, check out the episode show notes. There's a link to them in the description for this episode on whatever platform you're listening from. And for the last time this year, remember, you deserve to live your passion. So go for it. This is your time. Thank you so much for listening. And if you'd like to listen to more episodes, follow or subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google or Stitcher, or go to my website, nicolohara.com forward slash podcast.